What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another hour of the Andy Slater Show on this Friday, November 17th. I forgot I had the day off yesterday. And then I quickly realized when I woke up in the morning, I didn't have a show to do. But I'm glad I am here with you today getting everybody ready if you're not ready enough for a double football weekend that we have in South Florida. I know not many people care about tomorrow's game in Hard Rock Stadium. The main event is Sunday afternoon, and the Dolphins are a big favorite in that game, as they should be. And I'll be getting into the Miami Dolphins discussion this hour, of course. We made it to another weekend, the weekend before Thanksgiving. Isn't this such a great time of the year? The weather is great. I was, well, the weather, let me take that back. See, I'm doing the show this afternoon in Medellin, where the weather is great. It's always great here. The views here, amazing, always. The weather in South Florida, a couple of days ago, I don't need to tell you, you saw it for yourself. I was looking at the radar, it was just non-stop. I'm surprised Fort Lauderdale Hollywood International Airport didn't get flooded because we've seen it closed a couple of times in recent history. So that was good. Maybe they figured something out, how to drain water. But the weather this weekend, I tweeted out this morning. It was around 11 o'clock this morning. I was looking it up, getting ready for the show all the time, getting ready for the show during breakfast, after breakfast, early afternoon, always. Even when I'm talking, I'm still looking things up. may not sound like it, but I'm always here with the laptop and several screens and notes and doing a whole bunch of things while I talk. So I looked up the official weather forecast for Sunday. I didn't look it up for tomorrow because it's just the Canes and Louisville. It's not the Dolphins and the Raiders. Got to say Raiders like that. Just like I say Flanagan's. Can't just say Flanagan's. You got to pronounce it correctly. So I go to the National Weather Service forecast site for specifically Miami Gardens. I don't go to weather.com, the 10-day forecast, the hourly forecast on weather.com. I'm not going to a local news site. I'm not going to a local newspaper. I am going to the person at the National Weather Service who inputs the numbers, and I'm looking at that information that they're putting in there from the National Weather Service. And what did I find? I found that on Sunday at kickoff at Hard Rock Stadium, the temperature at kickoff is forecast to be 79 degrees with 10 mile per hour winds and a 2% chance of precipitation. Now, being that it's going to be 79 degrees, that 2% chance would be for rain, not for snow. So a 2% chance of rain, it's not going to (laughs) rain. Maybe like a little passing shower, possibly 2% chance. Let's put it this way. 
Is there a better chance of rain Sunday at Hard Rock Stadium or a better chance of the Raiders beating the Dolphins? Uh, That's, I mean, odds-wise, there's a better chance of the Raiders beating the Dolphins than there's a chance of rain at 1 p.m. Sunday. But I don't think there's much of a chance of the Raiders beating the Dolphins anyway. So you're going to that game on Sunday. Enjoy it. The weather should be fantastic for South Florida standards. The highest it may get is to like 81. You're not going to have a 90 or 95 degree heat index. It's um, it's going to be a much better football day in South Florida than something that we are used to. And you know you want the Raiders to bask in that sun. It's going to be sunny. Uh, the question is, you know, how hot will it be on that sideline? And according to the forecast, not too hot. Not 105, 110, or even 100. You know the Raiders are going to be wearing black because the Dolphins are going to make them wear black. The Raiders, I was surprised by this, though. They are traveling tomorrow. This must have been set up in the offseason with Josh McDaniels, who is gone now, because for many, many years, the Raiders or any team coming from the West Coast, and I know they're not in Cali, but they're in Las Vegas, not too far, they would get in on Friday, late, late Friday, and they'd be there all day Saturday, 1 p.m. kickoff on Sunday. The Raiders are not scheduled to land until about 3 p.m. on Saturday. Now, is that that big of a deal? No. But they're coming in later in the afternoon tomorrow, and then they'll be at the stadium pretty early on Sunday, so... Not a whole lot of time in South Florida, which may be a good thing. They've got meetings and all that. They're flying into Fort Lauderdale, Hollywood International Airport. And then after they lose the game, they'll be flying out. And for clarity, if they won the game, they would still be flying out. Although maybe the plane would leave a little later than it's scheduled to. But I don't see the Raiders beating the Dolphins. So I know people are more excited about Sunday's game at Hard Rock Stadium than they are for tomorrow's. The University of Miami taking on Louisville at noon. The main event, the Dolphins and the Raiders, about uh, 20, well, once the game's over tomorrow, about like 20, 21 hours uh, later, same field. This only happens a few times a year, but after this weekend, That's going to be it for the season. And that's because the University of Miami has no more home games after tomorrow. So earlier this week, I wasn't with you on Thursday, which was yesterday. I was with you on Wednesday and earlier in the week as well. I brought up many things here, including MLB. I talked baseball because Skip Schumacher was named NL Manager of the Year. Today, I want to hit football hard because... With the Dolphins, we didn't have them playing last week, and I missed having a Dolphins conversation. The Canes 
they're six and four, but they're kind of interesting for a six and four team. At least I'll try to make them interesting from a topic perspective. I wish on this Friday I would have a lot more time to really get into the Miami Heat. The Miami Heat are a major topic right now. They have won seven straight games. That's called a winning streak. And I feel like I'll, I'll just bring them up now before I get into football because the Heat deserve that. Like, I'm not officially starting yet, but I do want to talk a little bit about the Heat because what they did last night, winning their seventh straight game, overall, it looks to me, if somebody asked me right now, if I was being interviewed, I guess I could interview myself. Andy, why do you think the Heat have won seven in a row? Why do you think the Heat started off playing like this and now all of a sudden they look good? My answer to that would be the Miami Heat figured out a few games into this streak that they can have fun together. They can enjoy what's going on. They can have fun with it. They can be really good. I think they have figured out that they're actually as good as they want to be when they want to play that way. And after you win a few in a row, you start having fun, and you say to yourself, hey, you know what? Let's let's go on a streak here. Because let's be real. The NBA regular season... We saw the Miami Heat last year. We saw the Miami Heat just coast, not even care. It's like, okay, yeah, another game. And they messed around so much, they almost didn't get in. It was all the way until the second play-in game, and they were losing in that game. They played around too much. Now it's all about piling up Ws, get them while you can. And I just feel like after a few games here, they figured out they could have fun and they could be really good. And I'm sure there will come a point at some time this season where they will coast along, be like, okay, yeah, whatever. But right now this team looks like they're having fun. Jimmy Butler is not holding back. Jimmy Butler is having a great time, as he says, trying to shoot 50% from three. And my gosh, he's... He's there. It's early, but he's there right now. Duncan Robinson looks amazing. This Miami Heat team right now playing without Tyler Hero, they just look like they are having fun. And when you have fun and when you let loose and you know you're going to be able to get to playoff time regardless, almost certainly you will be able to, have fun at some point. And that's what the Miami Heat are doing right now. That's really what I get out of this Heat team and why they are on a seven-game winning streak. And who knows how long that winning streak will go because they're having a good time, and you could tell. You know when Jimmy's going off like he did last night, he even wants in on this. He's like, let's go, and the Miami Heat, they are going up the standings, maybe to the top, but right now they're in uh, third the three seed. So yeah, I wish I had more time on this Friday to do like a full segment or even two segments on the Miami Heat. 
But as I've always told you, and as a lot of you know, maybe some of you don't know, but when the Miami Dolphins have a good team, they are the king of South Florida, period. No matter what any other team is doing, it's the Miami Dolphins. They are the talk of the town. And for many, many years, a lot of you, maybe not a lot of you, because my audience is a bit older, some of you in this audience right now have never really seen the Dolphins succeed. During your lifetime, it's been more about the Miami Heat. South Florida, Miami was never a basketball town. But it became a basketball town because the Heat started to do really well and the Dolphins were always just meh. Now that the Miami Dolphins are really good and they have a legitimate shot to make a deep run, they are the talk of the town. Even with the Miami Heat on a seven-game winning streak, the Miami Dolphins are the talk of the town, as they should be. And that's where I want to focus this first segment. But I can't until the hour officially begins. It's time to shuffle up and deal. I love the fact that Tua knows what he wants. Something Tua said this week when he was talking to the media really jumped out at me. I was so glad to hear him say this. Tua was asked what it would mean to him to win the league MVP. Is it something on his radar? And look, that's a very fair question. Because when people kick around names of possible MVPs, Tua Tungabailoa has been in the conversation. Tua's response was, I'm just trying to help our team win the Super Bowl. And when you say Miami, you're talking Super Bowl. Now there is a lot to like there. And it applies to this Sunday's game. First of all, Tua mentioned our team. He was asked specifically about an individual award. And instead, he shifted the focus to the team. Which was smart, and it was also the correct thing to do. Secondly, not only is he talking about the team and not himself, not an individual prize... Tua's talking about the Super Bowl. When you say Miami, you're talking Super Bowl because we're the Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins number one. The Miami Dolphins starting quarterback is not afraid to mention the Super Bowl as part of the conversation. Miami has the Dolphins, the greatest football team. Some Dolphins fans might say, hey, speak it into existence, please. But how amazing is this? And I mentioned this earlier this week, how I bring up Super Bowl, a lot of people bring up Super Bowl with the Dolphins, and it's the middle of November. Next week is Thanksgiving. And the Miami Dolphins starting quarterback, as Thanksgiving approaches, 
is talking about the Super Bowl. And when you say Miami, you're talking Super Bowl. And it's not a joke. It's not something far-fetched. It's actually meant. Tua actually has thoughts of being in the Super Bowl, of this organization fighting for that title. How crazy is that in the middle of November to discuss it, to think about it, to have it said with the Miami Dolphins? Usually that's nuts. This season, it's not nuts at all. The Dolphins are 6-3. and three. They're a huge favorite Sunday against the Raiders. The game is in Miami Gardens. The Dolphins should win this game. They should be 7-3. and three. The Dolphins should be looking at least at 10-4, and four, if not 11-3 after 14 games. The Miami Dolphins are certainly in the mix at this moment. And I think they're going to be even more in the mix in a few weeks. They are right there with the better teams in the NFL. And they understand the steps here. Mike McDaniel, he's only a second-year head coach. So he hasn't been at this very long. But he understands winning. He understands the steps to winning. He was with the 49ers organization. He knows what winning is all about. And he knows the first step is a very important one. It's win your division. That is really where it's going to start for the Dolphins. Win the AFC East. They are going to get a home game come playoff time. And that is a huge step. Too often the Miami Dolphins have found a way in only to, what, end up getting crushed in Baltimore or lose in Buffalo or get smoked in Pittsburgh. The only way they can give themselves a legit shot to make some noise, they need to get a home playoff game. And then they need to win that home playoff game. When you look at the rest of the AFC East, it is a mess. The Dolphins have a game and a half lead, and it should be even bigger than that. The Jets' offense can't score a touchdown. The Patriots seem to be tanking. They hate their quarterback. The Bills just fired their offensive coordinator. They're a sloppy, turnover-filled mess. I'm not saying the Dolphins are perfect, but there is no question right now the Miami Dolphins are the class of the division. Now, the Raiders are going to come into town Saturday afternoon. They'll land at about 3 p.m., as I told you. They'll take the field in Miami Gardens at 1 p.m. on Sunday, and they're going to be flying in with a lot of emotion. They're riding the wave of their interim head coach, Antonio Pierce. They are fueled by how much they hated their previous coach, Josh McDaniels. The Raiders had all sorts of bad energy. And it's like they went through a cleansing. They're fired up. They're playing hard. Now, are they any good? Sure, they're running through walls for Antonio Pierce. The effort and the emotion, it's there. It works against teams like the Jets and the Giants. But will it work against a really good football team 
as you have with the Miami Dolphins. Because, yes, the Miami Dolphins are a really good football team, even though they haven't beaten a so-called good football team, which is true. But the Miami Dolphins are a very good football team, and they will take care of business against the Las Vegas Raiders. What Miami needs to do, they're going to see all this emotion coming from Las Vegas. They have to match that emotion. Because if the Dolphins play as hard as the Raiders, then it will come down to a skill competition. Who's better? And if you go up and down the rosters, come on, the Miami Dolphins are so much better. So all Mike McDaniel needs to get out of his team, it's the proper effort and energy. Because the talent in this game, it's in big-time favor of Miami. And the Dolphins know that. They know if they execute their offense as it should be executed, they could play at a very high level. Let Tua cook. Let him have that chemistry with Tyreek and Jalen. The rest that Waddle and the team had off with the bye week, anybody who was banged up, that should pay big dividends. Devon Achan, whenever we're going to see Devon Achan on that field, the dude's a game changer. Raheem Mostert is a tremendous running back, and he's having a great season. But with Devon Achan there with Mostert, that one-two punch, Raheem is a thousand times better because Achan is a home run waiting to happen. Devon Achan changes this Dolphins team. We talk about energy. That is a huge boost right there. And then what about the defensive side of the ball to slow down that Raiders Energy going through that wall for Antonio Pierce. I'll get to the defensive side of the convo in just a moment. I'm going to be getting to Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood where the Rock and Roll Poker Open is going on right now with a $2 million guaranteed tournament for just a $400 entry. That's pretty incredible. It might wind up being the biggest poker tournament in the history of Florida, and it's happening in our own backyard, in our own town at Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood. The ballroom is filled with poker tables. You've got poker players in town who you see on television all the time. You could be at a table with them. You might want to say, hey, I could knock out this famous poker player and then brag about it to all of your friends Take their chips, just don't take mine, take their chips and make your way up the ladder to one of those top prizes because there will be a minimum of $2 million in the prize pool for this event. You have until tomorrow night to enter it. Now, if you've got plans this weekend already and you can't make it there, you still got plenty of time because the Rock and Roll Poker Open is still going on for almost another two weeks Head on over to SeminoleHardRockPoker.com. That's the site, SeminoleHardRockPokerOpen.com. You'll see the entire list of events going on every single day. They've even got a Thanksgiving Day special poker tournament happening in the poker room. The World Poker Tour main event, that's going to be starting up next week. 
You do not want to miss these tournaments. I will be doing my show Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday right outside the ballrooms where all the poker tables are. I'm looking forward to that, and I hope to see a lot of you there. SeminoleHardRockPokerOpen.com. That's the site to go to see all of the tournament information, all of the schedule, every single event that you can participate in, including the $2 million guarantee event going on right now for just 400 bucks. It's all part of the Rock and Roll Poker Open happening right now at Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood. I'm sure the Miami Dolphins offense is going to start eating again on Sunday after their bye week. What about the Miami Dolphins defense? The past few weeks, I feel the defense has gotten a lot better. And a lot of that has to do with them getting healthier. Jalen Ramsey, he returned. And then against the Chiefs, we got to see Ramsey and Xavier Howard on the field at the same time, Jalen Phillips, he's getting healthier and healthier. To me, Vic Fangio, who was brought in to coordinate this entire defense and get them together, now he's got his full complement of players. He just had a week off. He got to go back into the lab a little bit. Sorry to use the little SPO terminology, but it's a compliment. So Vic Fangio gets to draw some things up, get ready for the second half of the season. Your defensive players are fresh. They should be out there on the field Sunday flying around. That defense should be popping. Now, what are we going to see scheme-wise from the Dolphins? Are we going to see blitzes? Are we going to see special coverages? How are the Dolphins going to deal with Devontae Adams? Devontae Adams isn't having some great season. But you don't want him to have a breakout game against your team. What we see Sunday at Hard Rock Stadium, it will be our first true look at the Dolphins' defense this season. You got a game at home. You got your defense healthy. You just had a week off. Vic Fangio, I'm sure, drew a bunch of things up to get ready for this second half. Things teams may not have seen yet. And when you think about what teams may have seen in the Dolphins' first nine games, heck, for eight of them, you might as well throw them out because it was only the last one in Germany where you had Jalen Ramsey and Xavier Howard on the field at the same time. Dolphins fans should be fired up for this one on Sunday. You should see turnovers. You should see havoc. You should see a lot of sacks. This defense so far this year, it has not been the strength of this team. They're 6-3, and three, but that's because of the offense. I think the defense could be a strength of this team. There's a lot of talented pieces. Vic Fangio, he's the one assembling the puzzle. And Vic Fangio is very good at his job. But he hasn't been able to do such a great job because he hasn't had those talented pieces for all nine games. 
Now that he's got him and he had a week off, I would expect really good things out of this Dolphins defense. This really should be the week where this D, they get it together. And then you've got the high-flying offense. I'm not saying the Dolphins are going to put up a 70-burger or a 60-burger or even a 50-burger. But the Miami Dolphins offense combined with the defense healthy and back now, you should see a really good performance against the Raiders. And at least the next five weeks overall. Then you get into the portion of the schedule with the Cowboys, the Ravens, and the Bills, and we'll see what's left of the Bills come that last game of the season. And here's another thing that we haven't even really mentioned. The Dolphins are unbeaten at home. They haven't lost a game this season at Hard Rock Stadium. I think making the home field advantage a thing is something that is in the process of happening right now. Making it really tough on everyone who comes into your building. Sure, the fans have a lot to do with that. Dolphins fans haven't been this fired up for a long time. And then you don't let the other team get comfortable on their sideline. <laughs> the way the sideline is angled there, the sun and the 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 sun for the visitor and the shade for the home team. The fact that it's, what, 20 degrees hotter on the visiting sideline when that sun is out? I told you the forecast in the last segment, it's not going to be extremely hot, 79-degree temperature at kickoff, but with the sun out, you better believe it's going to be a lot hotter on that Raiders sideline with them wearing black especially than it will be on the Dolphins' side. So with the, with the weather... The sun, the fans, the greatness of this team, not only against the Raiders, but this should be a big home field advantage for this Dolphins squad the rest of the regular season and come playoff time. It's all going to matter. If there is a playoff game and it's at Hard Rock Stadium, I'm pretty sure the Dolphins will have a playoff game, and I am pretty sure it will be at Hard Rock Stadium. If it happens on a hot day, that's a major advantage. doesn't have to be boiling hot, but still it's an advantage. I'm pretty sure the building was designed for that. It's not a bug. It's a feature. It is a home field advantage. And the Miami Dolphins, they got a big one. They haven't lost at home yet this season. And you look at their schedule the rest of the way, the Bills aren't that scary now, are they, at the end of the year? Sure, you could lose any game. The only one where a Dolphins fan is thinking, like, oh, boy, it's the Cowboys. But let's not forget that the Miami Dolphins are a really, really good football team. We don't have to think, oh, a team is going to come in and they're so good, the Dolphins, they're not going to be able to take them down. No. Even if you took weather out of the equation and it being very hot on one sideline, the Miami Dolphins are still a very good football team that could really beat anybody. It's not a narrative that they haven't beaten a good team yet. It's a fact. 
But at the same time, let's be fair. You know, on this show, I'm always all about honesty. I'm not about being a homer. I'm not about being against the home team. I'm not a hater. I'm not a homer. I'm just being real. The Miami Dolphins have not been healthy at key positions. The keyest is the quarterback spot, and yes, they've been healthy there with Tua. But on defense, no. And the last four games, they didn't have Devon Achan. At the beginning of the season, if I would have told you, oh, Devon Achan's not going to play four games, you'd be like, oh, okay. But then after you watch Devon Achan play, and then you hear he's out four games, you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. We need this dude. He's going to make everything offensively better. And he did. Now, sure, injuries could happen later on in the season. Injuries happen with every team. We know that. But if you're going to judge the Dolphins on, let's say, not being able to beat a good team, I wouldn't say that is fair. Have they not beaten a good team? That is true. It's a fact. But are they able to beat one? I definitely think so. It's just that they haven't yet. It's not that they can't. Because I believe they will. Now, come the end of the season, if they lose to every good team that they play, we can have a different conversation. But I don't think we'll have to. What kind of conversation do you want to have about the team playing tomorrow at Hard Rock Stadium? The University of Miami. I got some words to say, and I will in just a few moments. The conversation at Dean's Gold, the ultimate gentleman's club, it's all about the gorgeous. Girls, 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 girls. They are so beautiful. After you celebrate a football victory on at least Sunday, head on over to Dean's Gold and have yourself a fantastic celebration on Sunday night. You'll be surrounded by beautiful women who come from all over the world. That is what makes Dean's Gold the ultimate gentleman's club. And while you're celebrating a victory on Sunday night at Dean's Gold, you could watch the Sunday night game at Dean's Gold because they got tons of televisions and you will be entertained during every timeout. It doesn't matter who is playing. It doesn't matter what the score is. You can have your own private halftime show. You will be thrilled anytime you go to Dean's Gold. Take my word for it. I know a lot of you have, but for those of you that haven't been there yet, what are you waiting for? Dean's Gold is open every single day from 8 p.m. all the way until 6 in the morning. How do you get there? Well, Dean's Gold, the ultimate gentleman's club, is located on the northeast corner of Northeast 163rd Street and Biscayne Boulevard that's in North Miami Beach. Once you're there, you will surround yourself with beautiful ladies who come from all over the world. There is only one place in South Florida you could do that. Only one building. It is the ultimate gentleman's club, Dean's Gold. What are the Miami Hurricanes playing for tomorrow? That's what I keep wondering about this game against Louisville. Yeah, they're facing a very good team. It's at home in Miami Gardens. So sure, a win 
it would be nice, but I can't help but pull back and take, let's say, a 10,000-foot view of where this team is. They're 6-4. and four. If they win, they're 7-4. and four. Simple math here. If they lose, they're 6-5. and five. Is there a big difference between 7-4 and four and 6-5? and five? Now, if you say, yeah, there's a difference. You want to be seven and four. You don't want to be six and five. My question to you would be the difference between seven and four and six and five, is that going to impact a single recruit? Will seven and four, six and five change how anyone views this Hurricanes football season? I don't think so. Maybe it'll change somebody's view, but. Is it going to change if a recruit comes or not? I don't think so. And it's so odd to me that Tyler Van Dyke is set to start. He spoke to the media this week, and I give him credit with giving the media mature answers. They were thoughtful. And Tyler went along with the mantra that I have on this show. Be all about... And that's exactly what he was. He was saying he wasn't happy to be benched. He didn't say, oh, you know, I'm just going to do whatever the team needs. If they need me on the bench just to be ready, I'll I'll do it. He was not happy. He wasn't happy to have to sit when they're at Florida State. You're taking on a rival and you're going to get benched. He tried to be a good teammate for Emory Williams, but to go to Tallahassee and you take your veteran and sit him down in a game that means a lot, you're not going to be happy about that. So I I understand TVD wasn't happy, and I'm glad he, he said it that way because he's being real. And let's be real with what Mario's strategy was in that game. It was to minimize the importance of the quarterback. He tried to run the ball. He didn't want Emery to make throws. It's like, how do we win without a quarterback? Now, Tyler Van Dyke, did he deserve to be benched? Yeah. His numbers this season have been terrible. His first year at Miami, he had 25 touchdowns and six picks. Did I remember that? No. I have it written down. He looked legitimately like a top 10 selection. I came on here and I'm like, TVD, that dude is top 10, at least top 15. He's going to the NFL. He's going to be good. Then everything just went downhill. This year, he's got 16 touchdowns and 12 picks. Twice as many interceptions. And he gets benched for the FSU game. Whose fault is that? I think if you want to blame him, yeah, he's going to take some ownership. But to me, this is all on Mario Cristobal and his staff. What is coaching? You get a talented player, you bring them into a system, or you create a system that makes the player better. That's the deal. So if a player at the most important position you have keeps going the wrong way, he keeps regressing, and this is not an opinion, talking about statistical facts, if he keeps getting worse and worse, isn't that on the staff? TVD, he should go to SMU 
reunite with Brett Lashley, the coordinator, who got a ton out of him. Miami isn't serving him. He's gone from a potential high pick to a mess. I think right now the long-term question Mario should be asking to his entire staff is why are we not making QBs better? Because if the OC and the QB coach aren't making positive impacts on your QB, well, then they got to go. Imagine Mario gets into his best role, which we know is recruiting. He becomes Mario the recruiter. He goes out and he finds a perfect quarterback for how he wants to play. If that quarterback that he finds says, hey, coach, I love your team. I love your program. Can you promise me that I'm going to be better during my time at the University of Miami? How does Mario respond? Because so far, the quarterbacks at UM, they have not gotten better. And you may be saying the same thing about yourself when it comes to your future, your financial future. You need it to get better. Let me put you on the right track. Contact Trajan Wealth. It will cost you nothing to set up a meeting with Trajan Wealth. They will design a plan based on your goals for your financial future, whatever your life objectives are. You might be thinking, hey, I want to try to retire early. If you contact Trajan Wealth, they will do their best to get you to whatever goal it may be that is on your mind. Let them help you with your life objectives and your financial future because it is possible. Trajan Wealth is located locally in Palm Beach. Visit their site, trajanwealth.com. That's trajanwealth.com. Or call them at 561 390 1,000. Thanksgiving is coming up next week, and you can thank me later for giving you this information about contacting Trajan Wealth. Don't wait any longer. Advisory services are offered through Trajan Wealth LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor, and this is a paid advertisement. Our last doubleheader at Hard Rock Stadium this weekend when it comes to football we know the Dolphins game will be rocking and rolling on Sunday. There's still plenty of good seats available, though, for tomorrow. I hope Mario Cristobal looks around that stadium tomorrow afternoon. Look at that crowd, because that crowd's not going to be great. And I hope Mario understands the next time Senior Day rolls around, first of all, let's not have a noon kickoff. Let him be worthy of a primetime showdown. And please, let this game count for more than just pride this program they've got to step it up all right that's all the time i've got for this friday afternoon i hope you enjoy your football weekend for now i'm andy slater and i'll see you later